Hello and bienvenido San Antonio. Welcome to the Alamo Hour, discussing the people, places, and passion that make our city. My name is Justin Hill, a local attorney, a proud San Antonioan, and keeper of chickens and bees. On the Alamo Hour, you'll get to hear from the people that make San Antonio great and unique and the best kept secret in Texas. We're glad that you're here. Who is the worst guest you've ever had? <laughs> we'll we talk about that in a second. I, I like how Rick just spoke over the intro, so the intro will have Rick in the background. Uh, welcome to the Al- Alamo Hour. Today's guest is Rick Hill. Uh, no relation to me, unfortunately. He is the VP of Marketing and Communication with the Valero Alamo Bowl. And I realize you have to say Valero with the Alamo Bowl now. Uh, Rick has also spent time with the Spurs, the Missions, and something called the SA Riders, which I am told is a football game. I thought it was maybe something that happens on the Strip late at night, but no, a football team here in San Antonio. He has no championship rings. He likes to tell people on his internet uh, profile since the Alamo Bowl is right around the corner, and I've bugged Rick for like a year, I figured it would be a good time to bug him. And here he is. Rick, thanks for being here. My pleasure, Justin. Thank you. Yeah, before we started, Rick, well, while we were starting, Rick said, who's the worst guest I've had on here? Um, well, you know, the worst guests are the ones that just, no matter what you ask, they're going to answer whatever they want. Good. I have nothing prepared, so yeah. I, I will be the opposite. I just like to kind of set a low benchmark so people are, you know, happy. Some people have, and I, I feel like if I was calling out guests as the worst, I'd have a hard time uh, finding yeah. other guests, so I better <laughs> not do that. Okay. Uh, but some were, you know, probably, let me just say, the least listened to episodes were some of my better friends, um, so I just better not tell them. Okay. Yeah. You will have uh, tens of listeners at a minimum. I guarantee that. You could have many more than that. I'm used to people not listening to me. This is perfect. Well, it's it's funny. I had one guy on here who became like an all-star of the FinTech Twitter, the t- FinTwit, I think yes. they call them. And his episode just went bonkers because of that. You know, all that world wanted to hear whatever he had to say because he had like the highest performing stock over the last 17 years. And even like the Wall Street Journal was like, it wasn't Tesla. It was this group out of San Antonio had the biggest stock in the last 20 years. So... Uh, it was interesting. All right, so I always start with sort of a top 10. Uh, I'm going to ask you, it'll be 10-ish. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite Fiesta event? Corneation. Okay. We were just talking about that before, and you seemed super excited about it, so I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, something I'm probably going to talk more about, but you have some sort of weird B-cycle thing. So what's the number of miles you've put on a B-cycle in a year? The so most? The most? Probably 3,000 in a year. And that, yeah, that luckily, and that they have the e-bike now, but that's, it's more pedal assisted. I think the e-bike kind of takes uh, too much credit, but it, it, yeah, I love jumping on Saturday, gr- jumping out the witty, driving through downtown, South town, and then heading South uh, to mission reach. So when you did it, it was not pedal assist. Some of it, some of it is, and they're still, I think they're switching to all pedal assist in the next couple months, which would be great. Um, if you've been, I've been to Madison's probably the best setup. It's all pedal assist. They got a huge lake, but yeah, it's, it's really been fun to see how many people are on the trails, especially, you know, COVID wise. I, mean, I have a pedal assist and I love it. And people kind of act like, oh, that's not a workout. It's a workout, but you know, when the hill is there, it helps a lot. Yeah, that I mean, the, the mission reach, I felt really bad for the people with the B-cycles because those old bikes are clunky. They are heavy, and you'd see a family going up and down those hills uh, far south. Yeah, pedal assist the way to go, and I think that that program's going to take off now that they all go that way. 
They have a hard time finding a sponsor, though, I have read. So are you still a B-Cycle uh, enthusiast? I am. I went I went uh, yesterday. What's that? Yeah, Sunday. So this one, a daily thing that got you to 3,000 miles? No, I mean, it's. I'll go 20 miles on a Sunday or, you know, you start yeah. adding them up. COVID, obviously, you could be working from home here and there. You could take a long lunch, um, clear your head. But no, you get some podcasts. This is a great podcast right. to listen on Perfect, your, on yeah. your uh, mm-hmm. long B-Cycle trials. <clears throat> Uh, and then I always stop by the library, pick up a book. So yeah, that, those are, those are my routines area. Uh, but you had the most miles of anybody in San Antonio when you're right. I, th- yeah, I've always been like top five. Um, so it's, <laughs> they, they actually post them, you know, if you're if semi-competitive, you see your name at number three or four, you're like, I'm getting to two. And then you see yourself at two, you're getting to one. So yeah, I think it was, is basically was supposed to be like point to point was how it was supposed to be like super short rides. Yeah. But now they, they've really done a good job, and you can check them out if you're an annual member for two hours at a time. So you don't have to do that constant in and out every 30 minutes. I'm which, surprised there's a limit. Yeah. Well, I think they always wanted people not to take it for the whole day, and uh, but now now it's great. And it's a great. I think it's a great way to show off our city. And like I said, especially that for me, that Mission Reach area is, is great. Do you get anything for being number one? No, they had a, if you could go to all the stations in a weekend, they gave you a t-shirt. I got a green t-shirt. I think it's oh. called Tour de B-Cycle. I went to 55 stations in three days. But uh, Okay. And like healthy, they, they actually tell you your, your calories and how many dollars you've saved. I've saved like a million dollars on, you know, something. <laughs> um, so, so New York has a, the, ter, the tour of the boroughs and we have tour of the B-Cycle, yes. B-cycle stations. You know, it's a great stuff. Similar. And it's actually for... For Fiesta, I've done it through there because obviously Fiesta gets a little crowded. Okay. So if you go on the outskirts of downtown, you take a B-cycle into a station and you just walk on in. Okay. Um, when did you move to San Antonio? Uh, to come to Trinity in 87. Okay. So been here ever since? Time. Yeah. Never. Too tired to drive home. And you're a South Towner, right? Uh, we live by Incarnate Word. So mid- oh, okay. mid- midtown Okay. Yeah. I met you in Southtown. I just assumed okay. that world was all we, yeah, livers. We, we, I don't ever leave 410, but yeah, I am not quite South Towner, but yeah, I'm very, like I said, biking and all the activities. We love that. All the entertainment options. I mean, the, one of the great things about COVID relaxing is all the different venues you can go to from Sam's Burger Joint, went to the Carver last week, going to back to the Majestic and Tobin. And, What's and the Carver? The Carver is, there's a Joe Long Theater. It's just uh, east of the Alamo Dome. Um, they have a 500-person theater over there. Was something going on there? Soul Rebels. Okay. I bought their tickets like three years ago, and they canceled, and now they came back. And it's a jazz, New Orleans, R&B. So when they come back okay. in three years, you should go. Well, I bought some tickets, but then in the meantime, we had a kid, so it's kind of limited my ability to oh, go out yes. drinking and concert going. Yeah, kids going off to college, you know, the empty nest thing is a little real, but it's also pretty... Uh, liberating? Liberating was a yeah. good word, yes. Mine's a long way from that. So, uh, hidden gems in San Antonio, you know, the Joe uh, the Theater, what did you just call it? Joe Long Theater. Yeah, I think all That's the all one. the venues. Sam's Burger Joint, I, you know, I, we love going there because outside, inside. Um, I think people need to get that library app, read some books. It's not bad to read some books. and then The just, Libby app? The Libby, uh, yeah, the, actually the public library has one. The Libby you can read on. Yeah. The public library, you can the way you can reserve books is so easy now, yeah. and it, you just reserve it, and they send you a text, it's ready, and then now you just pull right in, they throw the book in your bag, and you go. Oh, so, okay, you actually go pick them up. So, yeah, I've, yeah I'm, I still, I'm still kind of old school. We use um, the Libby app. It also allows for audiobooks through yes. the San Antonio Library. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I think that's a great system. Um, any branch that you think is unique and awesome? Uh, um, you know what? There's some, there are some nice ones. Landa is super nice, but I, on my, on my B cycle route, I always go to central downtown. Okay. 
Yeah, the the I've become pretty familiar with the Land of Gardens Conservancy over the last uh, two years. It's quite interesting. It's a very um, well-run organization, and they have a very nice setup there. They have good trees. I remember taking my three-year-old for pictures there, who's now 20, so that was a couple years ago. They redid the, the, the playground, it's too. a great setup, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever been in the Bushnell across the street? You know who? I think when I was at the Spurs, um, one of my coworkers was in there, but not yeah. It's I've never spoke to anyone that's definitively been in there, so I'm not sure. Okay, there's people in there. Might be just like a movie set or something. Haunted house. No, he actually lived there. The Spurs trainer. Did you ever go see it though? I think I dropped him off. I did not go in. So maybe he just walked around the block. (laughs) I mean, I have friends that live on Bushnell, and they've never been in there. Uh, Do you have any odd hobbies other than the fact that you're a B cycle enthusiast and go to the museums and concerts um i do i had a pretty good streak of if there's movie extras trying to trying to be in movie extra for a day um (laughs) i'm in matthew mcconaughey's least successful movie the newton boys that's Um, his least successful well i feel like there's some terrible rom-coms in that probably probably dollar wise okay the the good news on that was i was in a scene with them okay so i can say um, i have the picture of the scene and then i did try to get behind juliana margulies in the catering line and they told me extras and they pushed me away had to go to the different line Mm. and she i just saw her on uh was the morning show okay so there's there were the good if you're in a movie you might as well be in one with like 50 actors that are popular you can always say oh i was in a movie with him or if Linkletter wins a oscar oh yeah he was in one of my films or he directed one of my other movies i would know um, they shot one in the dome called everyone's all American or all American. It was about a, a Texas player. And I thought I knew where to stand to be in the, the key shot, but they shot it from across the field. Have you ever heard of Texasville? The movie, it was supposed uh, to be the sequel to the last picture show. Yes. I haven't heard of it. It was filmed in my hometown and everybody I knew was an extra, but I was like four. Selena was at the dome. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's, that's my only, my only one I can actually watch it and show my, see myself. The um, uh, Cloak and Dagger was probably before you were here, little, right? I was probably just here, yeah. Henry Thomas, you, what would you see him in? He's, he's, he still comes up and about. What about Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I was not in that. Jeez. Well, nothing good then. Um, favorite new post-pandemic bar restaurants? Um, we like Hello Paradise, going outside, okay. sitting there. Yep. Um, we're probably going to go there Friday and then walk down to Sam's Burger Joint and see a show. Nice. Um. We kind of get, yeah, rotate around a lot. But yeah, this time of year, you got to eat outside if you can. Have you been to Three Star Bar yet? No, across the street? Yeah. yeah I want to we'll, try that. We'll have to do that too, yes. I did elsewhere. We all went to elsewhere for lunch the other day. It's good. Yeah. No, I think they get people through nicely. That's a that's a stop on the B-cycle. They got a B-cycle station. Okay. There's also one uh, by the parking garage in Brackenridge. It's very like dark and kind of right by the, the museum. Yeah, that's my, that's my go-to. There's never any bikes at it. Uh, I saw two today. No, you go this early. Weekend. You gotta go early. Mm. I have my own, my own B cycle. Well, the good news is I get a flat tire. I just call them and I put it away, or I I flip over and bend something. I just bend it back and I get another one. So what if you're like in the middle of nowhere and you get a flat? Will they come get you? Um, no, you. They're, they're close enough. I, I've walked a couple times. Do they have a limit on like the range other than two hours? No, there's and okay. then they'll just charge you three bucks, so you can go longer. Oh, because the scooters like will just die. die. Yeah, yeah. The bikes don't do. They that. have a time limit too, right? Yeah, I think on the I don't scooters. Know. My big ass doesn't get on scooters. I don't. Yeah, I'm a little scared of scooters. <laughs> the bit the, the tires are getting bigger because when they first came out, I there was a final four going on, and I got one. I was the big hit, but those you hit a little pebble and yeah, you get 
grown. Lots of broken arms. Yes. I'm an injury good, lawyer. Got good. a lot of calls yeah, on those. Good, good, yeah. good for orthopedics and injury lawyers. But I had a friend who was meeting us at the Botanical for 4th of July, and he shows up 30 minutes late, and he is just drenched in oh. sweat. And that's when we learned there was a geographic limitation to oh. these. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Rick, you're with, you're with the Alamo Bowl. Um, uh, you know, people hear about it a lot. People know it's a football game. I want to ask you some questions about the Alamo Bowl, but I want to start uh, asking you a little bit of Alamo Bowl trivia. Okay. Who are the four named sponsors of the Alamo Bowl? Currently, it's Valero, so just gave you one. Uh, Valero, that's a good one. I would say MasterCard's another one. Yep. I would say Sylvania's another one. Okay. And I would say Builder Square. Mm. I actually started... Uh, between Builder Square and Sylvania. Okay. And like the second day I was there, they were getting ready to have a press conference and it got leaked. Uh, it was Sylvania was a new one. And I was being screamed at because I leaked it. And I got, I just got here. I don't know anything about anything. So, light bulbs, right? Yeah. Light bulbs. Yeah. They were, they were, uh, they were out of uh, New York. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is I think between Sylvania and MasterCard, they would bring 10 or 20 people to the game. And now you have Valero, who basically makes it such a big annual yeah. event and really propels us. And, you know, back then it was like, hey, it's great to get out-of-town money to help support a local event, but there just wasn't the buy-in. So to have have someone all in like Valero, that's why I'll always say Valero Alamo Bowl. And if my car does run out of gas, I'm going to push it six blocks to the Valero. Okay, big supporter. What this meant to me when I read it was that the cost of sponsorships must have slowly gone up significantly because I've never heard of Builder Square. Well, they were basically Home Depot, and they just they lost out. Were they that big? They were pretty big. Yeah, they okay. were based here. So, and, then, and the beautiful thing about a company like that is you can kind of defray some of the cost by having, you know, hey, a, a paint company and a ladder company, and you can kind of get a sure. lot of co-op programming dollars. And it was great that they were San Antonio-based, um, but unfortunately, yeah, they ran out of gas. So now Valero is set through 2025, I think. Correct. Right. They are started in uh, 07. The other trivia is there was actually one year without a title sponsor. Okay. If you think the year without a Santa Claus is a sad story, the year without a title is not a what good What year one. was that? 06. Okay. But thankfully, and this is why one of my favorite players of all time is Colt McCoy, that was the, we'd never had Texas in our game. So in 06, uh, he was a freshman and he was the quarterback. So we didn't have a title, which, you know, pays a lot of the freight. Yeah. And so luckily when you have a Colt McCoy and a Texas coming for the first time ever, you do really well on ticket sales. So they are the most, uh, you know, they've been to more Alamo or Alamo balls than anybody else. And they've only been going since 06. Yeah. They, they obviously last year and two, they did kept back to backs. Um, and they were tied with Oklahoma state, but yeah, they hadn't been since 06. So whenever you were coming on, I was telling an office mate here about it. And I was like, it's the second in the back, uh, big, Big 10, Big 12, Big 12, and second in the Pac-12. Yeah. And he goes, unless it's UT, they'll make, they'll change the rules for UT. Is that true? <laughs> no. We, we, you always want a variety. I mean, last year, back-to-back, in a COVID year, I mean, you're going to – proximity is going to – we're only limited to 11,000 people. Yeah. So, And it wasn't really a bowl experience because you really want to vary it. I mean, coming to San Antonio is super fun for the players, but you want different super fun things yeah. every year. So, yeah, we, we don't try to have someone back-to-back. And this year – they were projected to kind of be right in our mix again, and it was it wouldn't make sense. So, uh, yeah, we like to vary it year to year. So it's not rigidly the second <coughs> Big Twelve. No, it's our. The good news is our choice. Oh, okay. So the the college football playoff has six bowl games. Usually, like you can almost consider it the top twelve slots. So those those are above us, and then we pick right after that. So so yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good choice for us. And you'll you know, this year you got Oklahoma. 
Baylor and Oklahoma State kind of all right now in that 8 to 15. So one of those will be available at least and maybe two. And they keep shooting themselves in the foot, though. The Big yeah. 12 does. Yeah, no, it was an interesting one. But, yeah, Baylor's got a great story. I mean, they were 2-7 and seven last year. <laughs> I, mean, I went to Baylor for law school, so I've been following. Um, first year the Alamo Bowl was played? 93. Okay. Biggest attendance, what year or what game? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to say 99 A&M, Penn State. A&M, Penn State. Oh, it was 07? Yep. Okay. We had, we had more time to ship in chairs that year. Okay, uh, bonus question. There have been four events at the at the the Alamo Dome that have had more people in them. Name any of them. Uh, two were Billy Graham, and one was George Strait. So one was Billy Graham, one was George Strait. The other two were the final four games of 2018. Okay. Yeah. Uh, lowest attendance. You already said it. Lowest attendance for a bowl game or for, for us? For Alamo Bowl. 93, probably. No. 94. No. What? Oh, last year. Yeah, I've talked that out. I was just happy to play. Um, we took a we took our COVID test at uh, like I think eleven o'clock the day before. That's when we officially geez. knew we were going to go. Uh, first Heisman player to play in an Alamo Bowl. To play the one to play in the game that won it the same year because they pick it like the second week in December was uh, RG three. So it's his 10. You're pretty Fresno good. Third. So I, what, what do you think? You're pretty this, good. this is my job. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people have jobs. How about, really. how about players that got it after they played in our game? I don't know of any, uh, Eric Crouch with Nebraska, uh, Marcus Mariota with Oregon, Charles Woodson with Michigan. Oh, you mean in a, a different class year. Yes. Okay. So they played in our game as an underclassman. Huh. Than, than okay. Went. I was kind of hoping uh, Bijan Robinson from Texas played. They had a super amazing game last year, and uh, he was started out. Think, but I they just kind of win it. I, I, of course, I think he's hurt right now too. Yeah. Uh, only team to have appeared in the Alamo Bowl as a Big Twelve and a Pac twelve team. Uh, Big Twelve and Pac twelve. I'm gonna say Colorado. If I don't get these right, I'm not going to go back to a job. Well, I, th <laughs> I thought, what a jerk I would be if I just pulled out the hardest trivia and just jammed you up. So it is funny, though. I was, so I've been there since 99, so that's 23 games. At the Spurs, I had 41 home games, and I feel like I could tell you the whole schedule. But now with only 20, you think I could remember every game, and it's, they kind of get jumbled when it's only so, one. So when did you start with the Elmo Bowl then? 99. Okay. What is your job? What is VP of Communications and Marketing? Kind of external affairs. I mean, it's that advertising, marketing, communication, sales. Um, and then, you know, we have other people on the sales team. And then our, on the other side, we have more operations counterparts that actually run the events and do the teams and help with the dome. Um, but, yeah, just kind of making sure that all the public-facing things going in the right way. So a lot of external stuff. And your social media handle is unsocial, Rick. So... That's a that's a normal fit for you to be the outward facing extrovert for the organization. I guess well, right? I mean, it was it was available. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of under people like the underscores and the numbers. It's kind of like uh, Rudy saying they're the worst barbecue. Again, that's that's level okay. setting. So then it's like, hey, this isn't the worst. Hey, he's not that on social. I have been to some Rudy's though that not very good. They're, I've been to some good ones. They are a good. They are a good, good partner, and I'll take that moist brisket and cream corn every day that we hold week. on. Actually, you got one on the coma right around the corner now. So there's a Rudy's over yeah, here. Yeah, they. Huh. they Took over uh, Grady's. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. No, well, I don't, I'll be there in an hour. Like you, I don't leave 410 very often. Well, that's not north of 410, is it? Nakoma? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah, by the airport, right? Okay. North yeah. of the airport? Maybe I'll pick up my parents for Thanksgiving and stuff. But is the partner 
the two or three original Rudy's, or is it the the original? Yeah, the original three. Now three, I guess. That's who sponsors the Alamo Bowl. No, some of our events we do. Ah. We kick off the every year with a pigskin preview where we bring in ESPN talent, and they and they uh, they do the meals for that. And then one of our signature bowl week events is the pep rally where they come on the river cruisers. Cool. And the players all go into the assembly hall after, and they get Rudy's barbecue. Nice. So they, they take care of those two events for us. Because it is weird, right? There's like two or three here in town that are still original, not yes. part of the franchise. Then everywhere else, they're all franchised, right? Correct. I think. That's why we're saying the original. Quote. Is Nakoma original? Yes. Huh. You, you know, I was catching a lot of raccoons for a while at my house. They were getting into the crawl space, and so I'd take Nakoma to drop them off behind the airport. Okay. So I went over there a lot. You went. You did go north. Yeah. But because you have to drop a raccoon off at least five miles away from your home or they'll come oh, back. They'll come back? Yeah. Didn't know that. I don't know how, how far it is from mice, but one time I dropped one of those at the Landa Gardens. Was just as a thank you to the Conservancy group? just or? felt like if I'm a mouse, that's yeah. a place I would cool like place to be. To hang out? Yeah. You go read a book? Yeah. Sounds like a There kid, were kids there. Sounds like a kid's movie. Sure, it wouldn't bet a kid or something. Okay, so look, I have just recently begun to understand how so many of these – Games and events and parades are really just fundraisers for nonprofits and give back to the community. Um, tell me about the Alamo Bowl. What is what is the end game of the money that's raised at the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, if you go way back to the beginning, and if, if you've been in San Antonio as long as I have, you remember between Christmas and New Year's, they shut the river down. I mean, it used to be just on like mud. That's why they had the Mud King and Queen for fun. I mean, it was yeah. there were zero tourists in town. So basically, city leadership said, hey, so the, the main impact was we're going to go out and we're going to have a football game at the end of December. We're going to put it on TV and we're going to figure out a way where we don't have to shut down the river down. And they've, they've done that with being able to get the silt out in different ways and done the repairs throughout the year. Um, so now you go downtown. I mean, it's, it's gridlock, um, which is a great thing. Yes. I mean, we need, we, we need those, uh, tourists coming to town. Um, so the main goal is you want to go out there and you want to be as highly ranked in the bowl system so you can pick the best teams. If you, if you raise enough money and you go out and you bid to have the first team in the Big 12 and the Pac-12, you're going to get eight, nine, ten win, te- ten win teams, yeah. and those fans are going to travel. So that's always been our priority number one, health of the Blair Alamo Bowl in the football game, more TV viewers, more tourists to town. And then as we have gotten successful and you have a title sponsor like Valero, you can go out and do more with scholarships. So, you know, we're really into – Two scholarship programs. We give a $7,500 scholarship to every high school in San Antonio area, total of 75 um, high schools, usually 88 uh, scholarships this year. And then we do a program at every university um, where we do more of the juniors and seniors that kind of need that final scholarship help to get, to get their degree. And is that through a foundation? Yeah, we have a foundation that helps clear it um, on the high school side and then through the schools, the schools run them for us. Okay. So. Um, has there been, there has to have been some sort of study on just the economic impact of the Alamo Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's based on that tourist impact. Yeah. And it, it is, and, and it varies year to year because, you know, I, I met with some Riverwalk restaurants today and they're like, hey, take the team the farthest away that's going to stay the longest. But then, you know, some years you take huh. a Texas because it's going to get maybe more TV ratings. Sure. So if you look at the whole, you know, 29 years, you kind of get a, a little of both. You want traveling teams, you want TV you want local interests, you want help tourism community. So as, if people take the long view, you would kind of check all those boxes. Um, but yeah, I mean, on, on, on a good, like they were talking about the Iowa State game, the group today. I mean, that was amazing. If you were downtown Bull Week, that was the best game that they'd been to in their history of their school. <laughs> and they were here for four days. And it was amazing that they were doing events that were 2x anything we've ever done. So that, that was like a $44 million economic impact year. 
Wow. Whereas some years, yeah, like I said, if it's a traveling drive-in, stay for two nights, it's going to be less. But then again, that team may have sold more tickets for us, which helps us do more scholarships. Um, and then the TV is driven by name, t- name schools as well as competitive games. We've had some games that, you know, that maybe Oregon, TCU, maybe not super high profile, but you go to triple overtime and then people talk about it for, you know. I left at halftime. To go to the Spurs game? No. A lot of people left to go to the Spurs game. I had, been, game. I had been tailgating pretty yeah. pretty efficiently that day, and then it was 31 to nothing. I was like, eh, I'm going to go home. You weren't thinking, what if Coach P changes his shirt and they come back and they tie it with a – I don't think about a, Coach P much. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a polarizing figure in college football. Yes, he, he can coach defenses, and he, he was the two-time winner at our game. So, y'all, it's not just sort of the city. But y'all also, there's like a week-long events for the players. I mean, y'all take them out for tours and show them the city and use that as sort of – because, like, ESPN will cover the city with the players and stuff like that, right? So talk about sort of how it is used to show off our city to sort of a national crowd. Yeah, I mean, the San Antonio experience is super unique. I mean, that's why uh, the Final Fours come here. I mean, everything is super compact and walkable. And, yeah, with the players, I had a media person call me a couple years ago, and he's like, my plane's delayed. I have all this. I only have, like, another 45 minutes, and I have to shoot, you know, the Alamo, the Riverwalk, and get to practice. And I was like, I can get you that in, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. Let's go, like, check into the hotel and, and then walk you down to the Riverwalk and pop you up to the Alamo. And, the, yeah, the players want to see that. They, it is such a celebration of their time together. People always think, well, aren't they together all the time? They've got a really regimented schedule. Yeah. And when you go on a road trip, you're in on a Friday night and you're out Saturday after the game. So to have a four days with your – and sometimes up to six and seven with your, you know, your teammates who you may have played with for four years, five years um, – yeah, it's 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 a special end, and whether it's you know getting out to SeaWorld or seeing the Alamo, or coming on the river barges, that's the one we hear. Somebody's like, yeah, you know, I wasn't sure how cool that would be, and then that's the thing I pop in and watch on my phone three years later uh. is is coming into a, a river theater that's lit up and a thousand people are cheering for okay. me. Okay, um, so yeah. there's people sitting around during that parade. Yeah, the the fans are there, just waiting forever. Um, and but it's a, a huge payoff when the the captains and the coaches are on the stage. So do y'all just put it up as a schedule of events? Yes. Like here's when the river thing is. Sure. And then y'all also take. The, do they do they normally go to SeaWorld and those kind of things? Yes. Uh, do y'all have a partner hotel or is it kind of get shopped around? No, that we've had the same since the beginning. We flip flop every year who stays in what. There's the Hyatt Regency downtown, the Matt River Center downtown. Uh. So they're yeah they're super they're they're closed. They can walkable. I mean we've had two teams in the last eight years walk to the game. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. Oregon was the funny one. When Oregon played Texas, they're like, they were thinking they were in enemy territory and they're like, we're going to dress in all black and we're going to walk through the fans and they're going to throw beer bottles at us. <laughs> and then everybody just clapped. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Nobody wants to waste their beer. No. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was a fun, fun way to see it. But yeah, that, that, that's, you can't do that anywhere else. I, mean, I think in Rose Bowl, it's maybe a hour and 10 minute drive to no. the venue yeah because it's it's a super pasadena super small and so the fact that we can do it all here we practice at incarnate word and trinity i mean so that's five minutes from downtown yeah. i mean your longest your longest go is you know, if you do sea world or the airport's 10 minutes so do they rotate through the are they allowed to practice on the field or is that don't touch because of the grass or whatever at where at the alma bowl uh, yeah, I mean it's it's one of those where we're usually doing some field paintings. Um, we had that uh, t- that TCU Oregon game where we did ridiculous uh, designs in the end zones yeah. that took a l- little little longer. But yeah, on a rain day they'll go inside. Okay. Um, but it's one of those deals where it's, sometimes it's better to be in their own venue at Trinity Incarnate Word. So then there's not. Well, I wanted to go at noon, and you want to go to yeah. one, and 
you know, there was an overlap and I think one of your ball boys stayed and watched our practice. And so it's kind of better to have them. And Trinity's got a really nice facility as does in Carnivore. If a team gets an invite, can they say, yeah, we don't want to do it. Well, right now we're actually going out week to week to the teams in our mix. We'll send a rep out to, we call it scouting. It's not really watching the on the product, yeah. on the field product. It's mainly talking to fans and then talking to administration. Hey, how excited are you? Where are you in your program? Do you want to come back to San Antonio? So we know going in. Okay. Um, but crazy things can happen. That I mean, there's the, the championship games and people, you know, people assume things are going to happen if kids miss field goals or make yeah. field goals or it's crazy. Then, then all of a sudden you can really change, but you, you want to have the fan base kind of know which way you're going. So people aren't surprised, but, but yeah, and, until, until the pick comes up and we don't really get any advance notice, it's hey, we have half an hour on Sunday afternoon, December the 5th to make a decision. So, you know, it's, it's a whole year's worth of work for what essentially will be one game, one night, what does the Alamo Bowl staff do during the rest of the year? I mean, I know you've talked about y'all go sometimes see other bowls, y'all go meet with other teams. What's sort of the goal and the plan during the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, we have a small staff. We have seven-person staff. Okay. So kind of similar to like a Valero Texas <coughs> Open where you're gearing up for the one event. But, yeah, you we'll do 20 events during the year just to, you know, stay in front of people, have luncheons, have meetings. And then we're trying to get, you know, 150 partners on board in various ways, do these community programs, scholarship program. We're doing an edu- a teacher program. There's just a lot of things that planning wise that go into it. And then, yeah, just the facility itself. We're, we're, we're only, you know, live at the dome one day, but we office out of there and we want to make sure all the events in the facility is successful. So we attend all the events and help out when we can. So all the concerts and everything, y'all, y'all have, we don't really, no, we just, we try to help like final four. I forgot this year for the women's last year for the women's final four, they were hosting all the games. So I volunteered thinking it'd be three games and all of a sudden it was 30 games. Um, but, um, I feel very up to date on my women's basketball trivia now. Good for you. Um, Well, I didn't bring the women's trivia with me. It Uh was a, it was a, it was a fun, fun accomplishment, uh, to host for, uh, San Antonio. I went to the final four. I was, uh, there was lots of things that were shocking about it, but like the scale of the coaches clinic that goes along with it. And then like the fan zone thing where you were getting able to take, I mean, was it Christian Leitner? You could take the shot against and things like that. Yeah. They, they, they go all out. And then uh, obviously it helps the facility too. When it comes back in 25, um, put more money into the building. And then UTSA is a big help for everyone. Just the fact that they're doing so well, that means more people, that means more reps of the building. What if you what if UTSO goes twelve and zero this year? Is there any way they could end up? I mean, by structure, that they could end up in the Alamo Bowl? No, it would. It's Pac twelve and Big Twelve. I mean, it, so it, it has to be a Pac twelve Big Twelve team, but where they rank can be a little. Movable. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, like I said, it usually assume the first the first place teams going to the you know you typically the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and then second or third you know usually in our mix. So it's 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 good good selections. At our at our pick, if you were down the line, if you know if they didn't fill enough bowl eligible teams, but yeah, we're we're high enough that we're always going to get a good Pac twelve or Big twelve. But yeah, they have a shot. I mean, I, I think their 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 home run would be the Fiesta Bowl. They go twelve and zero. <laughs> they have to be the that would hi- be crazy. They have to be the highest ranked group of five that has won their championship. So everybody Cincinnati's super highly ranked yeah. now, but Cincinnati has to win their championship game. So if they would lose their championship game. Um, and the winner of that championship game wouldn't be ranked higher than UTSA, then UTSA, yeah, Fiesta Bowl. How crazy would that be? That would be amazing. And I I think this weekend is going to be fantastic playing UAB for the conference championship. Well, I always tell people, like, what a cool experience that would be to be on UTSA's football team. You play in an air-conditioned dome 
Like what college in Texas plays in an air conditioned? It's dome? loud too. Well, what, the good news is people people get all excited about tailgating, which is fun. But if it's August and September, it is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then now, if you're up north, you have some issues. But but I I was really impressed with how loud it was last Saturday, and I can only imagine that this is going to be you know three X this weekend, yeah. just because it means so much. This is that last week was a game they should have won and probably should have won a little more handily than they did. But this weekend is one, it's a it's a coin toss game for the championship. As a member of the Alamo Bowl staff, do you get a swag bag? Good question. Sometimes we'll get the same. We haven't been as creative with the team gifts. We used to work really hard in trying to get things. It's so easy for the athletes to get whatever they want. And they they're, I've seen some of their, you know, their itineraries. And it's on this itinerary we're going to wear the XYZ sweatsuit with these pants and these shirts. And they have 17 combinations, so it's not as creative. Um, but like Xboxes and things like that used to be part of some yeah, of these swag I, bags. I still have my Wii. I have okay. my Wii. All I can right. we can play tennis sometime on the Wii. Okay, um, it still works. It's been a, like that was one where we were like, it seems like more of a kid kitty console now. But they, it was super hot. We had to pay like triple security to get it, you know, hidden and brought in from wherever we got it from New York. And yeah, that was we kind of always like to be the the cool gift because you have a yet they all bowls have the same set amount. So you have five hundred and fifty dollars to spend. Oh, is that right? So the Rose Bowl is always gonna have way more history than us just by, you know, the when they started. But we can work harder <laughs> and try to get stuff the kids like better at five fifty. Um, but now it like I said it's it's become harder and so yeah, we sometimes go the gift card route. Well it used to be a big deal where you Pre-game, they would show somebody sure. with all of it splayed out on their yeah. bed, and I didn't know it was all set amount. I figured the better the bowl, the better the stuff. Well, you can work harder. You some, you know, if you work with the right partners, all of a sudden, yeah, that that, that we that you spend three hundred four, maybe you only spend two hundred, you get more stuff. But yeah, yeah we've, we we always like to spend to the penny. Okay, we have four hundred ninety two dollars. What can we get for eight dollars? Yeah, what's a good eight dollar gift or whatever it is? But because of these NCAA rules uh, on sponsorships. Has that changed y'all's ability to work with the players anymore? Yeah, it really has. But I think everyone's kind of doing wait and see mode this year. Yeah. But yeah, you they're, they're gonna you'll see some bowls this year that'll spend you know maybe do an offer. Hey, we're gonna our NIL package, our name, image, likeness package. We're gonna give every player two hundred dollars to do X, tweet about coming to our game, or say something. Yeah. And that, that adds up. I mean, it wasn't budgeted, so some bowls are like, you know what, let's just see how it goes. And the other issue is some coaches are like, I don't want them focusing yeah, sure. on that. So, um, yeah, I, we'll definitely be watching. We'll probably do some small things. Um, it'd be kind of cool, you know, player wins. I'll say I'm going to Whataburger and, you know, head them on down there or something. Um, we want to be, be careful which one. Yeah, we want to be creative. We, well, downtown will be very popular. Uh, anything 24 hours because our game's at 8, so it's going to go a little long. So um, we'll appreciate people that are open after midnight. Um, but, yeah, that'll be something fun to watch. There's already a lawyer in town who's got one of the UTSA players is like, this is my preferred yeah. injury law firm. <laughs> I don't know if that helps. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's changed the game on sort of how y'all can work with players. I would assume. Yeah, and I, like I said, I think I think once in, in our level, we're not the national championship. So the, the the stakes, you know, we want everybody wants to go out with a win. They've worked really hard their whole career, but I think they're they'll be they're a little more relaxed because it's not they don't have another game. So I think I think yeah, there will be some fun stuff. And the good news is, I mean, it is super quick i mean i could right now by the time this is over i could get two or three players to commit to something yeah. just through the app um you just say hey this is what i want you to do here's the here's the compensation yay or nay and it, it, it texts what it. app uh open doors is one of them i think influencer with two r's and open doors like you as a you as a lawyer huh. could do it right now and you could get you could find the going rate it's kind of like cameo basically okay 
but it's more it's more like hey here's a tweet here's if you want me to do a photo a picture you know all that roger stone was in town last <laughs> week was that for the alamo bowl no roger stone. <laughs> who's roger stone <laughs> that wild looking dude that got in all the trouble with trump who's got the nixon oh, tattoo on his back i missed that one yeah he was at hotel contessa okay no, he i was, don't know why he was not uh involved with him he's like a cameo type person okay. is what brought me to that okay yeah man I, th- I think it's crazy cool and i don't think it's quite i mean the interesting <laughs> thing is some of these kids that have gotten crazy money haven't even started yet like the, you know the player out of Dallas that hadn't gotten to Ohio State and what if he doesn't even go do you owe it's, the money back it's gonna I mean, go crazy yeah but it's not it's not it, it's wild wild west but I don't think it's quite as crazy as people think but but yeah I want to do something creative so hold me to it ask me in January what we did and if I didn't do anything shame on me so where did you start within the Alamo Bowl uh director of marketing we had a, oh so it was like yeah it's a, it's really a slow progression um <laughs> basically I'm in the 23rd year of an internship is what I say I try to I try to move a dolly less every year okay I mean it it's doesn't always pan out have you gotten a better office yes the Spurs leaving helped us Uh-oh. um they were there because we were we were side by side the basketball operations in the dome next to us but that's uh, used they used to have a real small staff didn't they compared to what they uh, are now when I started it was 40. Okay. And then when I got to the dome, maybe it was a hundred, and now I think it's over three hundred. Yeah, somebody was telling me exactly those numbers the other day. Yeah, yeah. So it was at forty, you knew everybody. Yeah. Um, and a hundred, yeah, three hundred is, is large, but yeah, they they had some extra space, so we we've, we've taken it over. So yeah, we have we have good space. At the dome. So do y'all get to as part of your job go see other bowls and see how they do things and pick up? That's ideas? the only bad thing is yeah, I'm a, I'm a men, member of some of these festivals and events organization, yeah. and they they trade out staff. Hey, you you're in March, right. come. You're in May, come. We're over over the same two weeks i've been to a national championship game i've been to a cotton bowl i just haven't because it yeah you're you're blowing and going you have no time so Um, they've recently changed the dates sort of of the alamo bowl though right um well we've always kind of been in 28 to 30 there's a couple years where we had 31 january sometimes comes in play which isn't always great for travel but if it's a saturday it's just a traditional window um you never know what the NFL is going to do if they add extra games, and you really want uh, clean window is a yeah. is, is a phrase in our business, and we've always had a clean window where if, if you for this year on the 29th at eight o'clock, no other games are on. It's all us, so that that's been important to us, um, and that might have us take some non traditional windows, but yeah, typically it's 28 to 30. And I really don't understand how some of this stuff works, but does the Alamo go, Alamo Bowl get the chance to sell their TV rights? Yes. It doesn't go through the NCAA or something like that. No, the NCAA licenses you, and then you basically are in charge of going out and getting your conference deal. The conferences decide what team allocations you have. That's why I said you want to have money in the bank so you can say, hey, you know what? I mean, we were we used to be behind the Holiday Bowl, but, uh, and now we're ahead of them on both sides. <coughs> Excuse me. But, uh, but yeah, the TV is, it's yeah, you, know, you, you talk to Fox, you talk to ESPN, and luckily we've been to ESPN you know, the whole time. And, and then does the, the TV deal get cut before? before you pick the teams yeah you kind of want those in lockstep like you go to the big 12 and the pac 12 let's let's get the first pick after the cfp till 25 you go to espn does that sound good to you okay and it's kind of you know and then then from there then you can go to a valero and say here's our matchup through 25 so everything everything we have is done through 25 which seems like when we did it like two or three years ago seemed like forever yeah now i know we're gonna wait now is that part of your job though no i mean it's more just Trying to make sure ESPN's happy and Valero's happy. Our president Derek Fox started before the game a year before the game was even started. Uh, he came from the Fiesta Bowl, so yeah, he's in charge of negotiating all our title deals, our ESPN, our conference deals. So yeah, you get those ducks in a row and everything else. Those are the that, that that's that YouTube where you put the big rocks in yeah. first. I I get to put all the little rocks in. <laughs> 
Do we have a parade that goes with ours? Uh, no, we do a, the river parade is plenty. Okay. Um, because some, that's a big part, right? There's not as many It's yeah. it is, you know, the Rose bowl. I know it's, it's a, it's such a traditional thing, but I know it's, it's very hard to make it financially viable. And, and it's just, yeah, we just have such a naturally beautiful thing. It's like, Hey, yeah. throw the players on some barges and, and get them around to the, the Arneson. The sun bowl has a parade too. Still. Yeah. That UTSA had a great time at the sun bowl. I'd like to go to a sun bowl game. I would too. But, um, I like El Paso. Yeah. I have not. I've just stopped in on a yeah. flight. You should stay. You should stay. I should stay. Yeah. All right. Well, when I leave the bowl, I'll just make. A, I'll do all the bowls and help them all out. Yeah. When is the Sun Bowl? It's early, right? Um, no, they're Jan one. I think they're like early morning. I was trying to remember some of the crazy bowl names before you got here today, and I couldn't. I always think of um, the gallaryfurniture.com dot com bowl. Furniture. With the R and L R and L carriers. Yeah. There was Bad Boy Mowers was a good one. Nice. I that, don't remember that one. That was. Uh, I mean, they. Pool on weed eater. That was the one that everybody okay. kind of. Yeah, I mean that that's another reason why you always knock on wood for Valera. I mean, it, they, I think the longer you have a partner too, the more it's it's easy to get it ingrained. Yeah. When you switch every couple years, it's just tough to to get you know the consistency and right. Like if AT and T pulls their branding deal, I'm still going to call it the AT and T Center for another ten years. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Of course, but it was the SBC Center too, though. So I, don't, I didn't live here then. Okay. Well, in 07, I don't, I think it was AT&T. It was AT&T then. That's one of those where when that deal was struck, it, it was 20 years. So you're like, oh, I'll, I won't even, will I be even alive when this thing's up? And now all of a sudden it's 20 years later. It's like, oh yeah. Gotta oh yeah. Play. I was thinking Southwestern Bell. No, SWBC is the insurance company, right? No, it, it's SWBC. SBC was the Southwestern Bell name. They abbreviated for a while. Yeah. But SWBC is. SWBC is the insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Based here. Based here. Um, also a bull sponsor. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, for another time. So do you think there's a chance it'll become the Thomas J. Henry Bowl at some point based on just media market buying? You're, yeah, you, you'll see. I bet you'll see an international company or something. I'm just I'm just surprised you haven't seen more of like the weird, like small regional companies that have a big year. That I just think the smart ball. ones, the smart ones say they're going to do it just to get the media attention yeah. and everybody gets super excited. And then you realize the real value is TV and national and international. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think you'll see a lot of the the major assets in NBA and most sports go to more national international. So that's a good point. Um, does the I mean because you know we are the gateway to the South really and and really the gateway to sort of Mexico American relationships in sports. There's a lot of that cross border. Alma Bowl have any sort of partnerships in Mexico where they're trying to make it sort of a more popular bowl down there? No, I mean we do have people coming up for the holidays, yeah. so we yeah we we do get some sent. And now in a digital ticketing world, the the old, the old hassle was you know sending couriers and getting things lost, and now everything's digital, so it's yeah it's an easy process. Um, but yeah, it's more just holiday tourists coming up. Okay, um, what's next for you with the Alamo Bowl? Are you just going to be the marketing guy and the communications guy until? Get gray, old, uh, more, more gray, more, more old. That's very nice of you. I mean, I think that the the beautiful thing is we've we we've kept adding on um, and doing different things. There was a good stretch where we were hosting other games. We've hosted a couple Notre Dame games. We've hosted some other, you know. So it'll be interesting to see if yeah, as these conferences and everything switches out, are there other games we can have? Are there other events we need to get into? What do you mean, y'all hosted other games? Well, you can just go out and bid on them, like. Notre Dame's like, hey, I want to come to Texas. Will you, you know, will you? We're gonna play Army. Would you guys do that? I was like, that's perfect. Army. I remember in San that happened. Yeah. So we went after that one. Um, we've had so the Alamo Bowl produced, organization produced that. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and it's just it's mainly you'll see that. You'll see a lot of kickoff classic games. We haven't done as many of those because it is. You really need a matchup that's pretty sexy to sell yeah. that. But there, I'm sure there will be opportunities to get involved in some of those games. I mean, Notre Dame Army is perfect for this Yeah, it, it did it did well. Um, we hosted uh, A&M. Yeah, we've done some games. We haven't had A&M in our market in a long time. So that would be that would be one if they're playing a neutral site. Basically, if it's say they're going to play New Mexico State or playing someone, you just go to the the visiting team and say, "Hey, here's a here's a check. Could we move that?" Yes, you're kind of losing a home game, but you may be getting twice the gate. But you can never have them now because they're in the SEC. Well, in a neutral site game, you can. How long is the deal with the uh, Big 12, Pac-12? 25. So all those open up. So uh, yeah, who knows, you know, who knows what year UT and Oklahoma are going over if that's one year, two years, three years, yeah. or maybe, you know, till 25. Yeah. And then, then everything opens up again. Hey, do you renew with the Big 12? You renew with the Pac-12? It's SEC become a play. I mean, all that. The key is just to keep putting on a great event that's like, you know, and the other thing is recruiting. That was one of the knocks 10 and 15 years ago is like, I love coming to Texas as a coach, but you guys aren't turning out that many recruits. Well, now you see Texas wasn't. No, just just the San, state of San Antonio. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So our city of San Antonio. But now you see, I mean, from Trinity Incarnate Word to UTSA to yeah. just you'll turn on the, a Sunday an NFL game and you'll see a couple kids. Yeah. You know, so so I think that's been huge for our community. It's like, that's going to help us get some more neutral site games. But yeah, we're we're basically an event marketing company. So we'll we'll go out and we'll do other things. Um, Is there a coaching clinic along with the Alamo Bowl? Uh, we used to, we've done a. Uh, summer clinic um it's been coveted out the last two but we basically got all the coaches um college coaches to come in and that was, i think the way, especially the way coach trailer at utsa is about giving back and trinity coach and carnet word coach get them all in it's it's a fun 500 kids for the day you know my dad's a high school football coach or was and i think san angelo was like the big high school coaching clinic and i always thought why would you why isn't that in a better city <laughs> than san angelo Keep the San, San Antonio. Yeah, probably less trouble in San Angelo for some of them, though. Yeah, I've, I've heard some good things about the coaching conventions down here. It's It was uh, this this year they had it off last year, and I know in July they had a lot of people in. We don't have the uh, state championship basketball tournament here exclusively anymore, do we? Yeah. We... So I met with some of my old high school coaches here for that. Oh, did you? They didn't know who I was when I walked in the room because they had been river walking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That I and mean, that happens. Walk to the building, yeah, it's perfect. Um, what are your favorite uh, Alamo Bowl moments? And not the TCU game that I skipped out on. Not the TCU game. Um, I mean, it's the ten year anniversary of the RG three game where he he won the Heisman. Which yeah, you're talk about your phone blowing up as soon as you one of your players in your game gets the Heisman. And then it was a game that did y'all find that out during the game? No, like a week or two prior. Okay. So um, so that was it was it was a game that was selling super well. It was a you know really amazing. I mean, Baylor came in 94, hadn't been back in forever, so this is 2011. And then every time you look, there's a score. You cannot go to the concession stand and, the you know, the 123 total points score. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, people are like, RG3 didn't take over. I go, that's because his running back ran for 240. He could How many, how many you know, yeah. passes does he throw when you hand it off and the guy runs 80? Um, so that that was a super fun one. But, there's there yeah, there's always the behind the scenes. We had Mike Leach with Washington State a couple years ago. That's right. And he's, and, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, I used to work at the Spurs and Coach Popovich, obviously his time, every minute with a coach is like 10 hours. Yeah. for reg But, you know, Leach wants to go to the Alamo. And I'm like, seriously? And I thought he just want to wave at it. He did an hour and a half tour on Christmas Eve. And then I'm like, okay, can I get you back to the film room? Or he goes, let's go on a barge ride. So we did an hour barge ride. So, I mean, it's, and just, he was calling people, the, you know, on 
from the phone to try to wish him well. I mean, it was just pick talking to everybody. And was he chatty? Yeah, no, he's he'll answer any questions. Was he as weird as I would expect? Yeah, yeah, okay. he, he likes the interesting things, but he's just, just a historian. Yeah. Like, he really wants – and I think his system is, hey, he's confident. If he's gotten the reps in practice, hey, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, where a lot of coaches are like, no, I want to watch one more hour. Yeah, he's film. groundbreaking as a coach. Yeah, he throws it around, and uh, – but, no, he, he was he was fun to host. Um, but, yeah, every game's just got, you know, some craziness. Sometimes uh, good, sometimes bad. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, when yeah, when you have – the good news is it's the first time you've been five days with your buddies – the bad news is it's yeah. five days where you don't have every minute planned. I was about to say, I read somewhere one time, and it was like all the incidents involving players during Alamo Bowl weekend. Some of them get in trouble. Yeah, and it's sometimes it's not the player, the the current players. It's their <clears throat> high school buddies come in, and it's, you know. but, uh, but Or yeah. some drunk dude popping off to him at a bar and getting everything going. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, it's San Antonio. Everything's convenient. You can, you know, you can go to your hotel room to sneak out a back door to get to a bar, and uh, you can also, you know get thrown in the pokey pretty close too so yeah but, but no it's it's the, the players really do appreciate how convenient it is and it just makes it a special experience for them and the families of the coaches any weird matchups that you've always been hoping would happen but haven't yet you know we've never had usc i mean they they've always they're they're a perennial uh that'd be a big draw and and actually oh so i know you've been here once <clears> but <throat> only as a big 12 championship we used to we we hosted oh, that's the, right. three years we hosted the big 12 championship i was wondering because i was thinking was that a alma bowl no it was big 12 it was big 12 that was one of my favorites too because it was college game day because we there's a little oh, yeah. talk that utsa might get one and it just i don't think the schedule worked out but we had college game day in front of the alamo Cool. Um, one of our interns walked by and said, I think they're filming a movie today. And I was like, that's college game day. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was one versus nine. So Missouri was one, Oklahoma was nine. So that's the only time they've been here. Um, like I said, USC has never been here. They're so in- OU's never played in the Alamo Bowl? No. Huh. Nebraska's been here five times, 3-0 and in the Valero Alamo Bowl and 2-0 and in the Big 12 Championship. I don't think they're coming back to Alamo Bowl this year. Not this year. Yeah. We need to get them. They would be a, a fun neutral site game to have. Oh, yeah. Their fans are super loyal. Uh, oh, I never thought the USC. Um, how's it lining up this year? Like, what are the buckets of teams that are looking like they could be there? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is always kind of pick the top three teams from every conference, each conference. I don't know who. Would be um, in the and Pac-12. so this year, so in the, on Big Twelve's easier. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma just lost one, so they're you know it's Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. Um, so one of those three and maybe two of them would be available for our pick. Yeah. If, if something crazy happens, Kansas state could get in the mix and they're a huge traveler that are was, they? Yeah. They, cause that's, it's, you know, they're in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Um, and they did, you know, they obviously came for one of our signature games. Drew Brees came and beat them when they were number four in the nation. Huh. Um, and then on the, on the PAC 12 side, you have Oregon that's above us right now, but they could lose down the stretch. You got Utah who came a couple years ago, who's got a really good quarterback and well coached. Um, and then you have Arizona State and maybe UCLA if they would win out. So all like big names. They're, na- I mean, they're Utah's good names. not really, but they're becoming one. Yeah, and the good news is some of those teams might not be as familiar, but down the stretch there's big games, so you see them play. Like I think that I think the Utah Oregon games ABC's primetime game this weekend, and then they'll play in a championship game that'll be a primetime. So you'll you'll see them on TV, and yeah, ideally if the team's not as well known, they have a star player or something. Their, their star quarterback's actually a Texas transfer, huh. so that'll be interesting how he does this weekend. Are people already booking up tailgating spots? Tailgating is very popular. Yes, yeah. I mean, are they already booked, or no. you know, save some for the teams? Uh, we try to do some. We have an area that our friends at Kilbasa help sponsor, Tailgate Town. Yeah, okay. Um, so we actually hold off some spaces, but yeah, we don't. 
there's not a whole lot of lots. So yeah, yeah it's it, it is a it is a prime prime deal to have a tailgating uh, party at the Alamo Dome. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on here and talking Alamo Bowl. I've learned a lot, um, and I left one of the most iconic college bowl games ever. So at least I could say I was there. I wouldn't have lasted to you know what? Even if I'd been there, I would have left before three overtimes. I'd have been like the traffic. Do I want to three overtime? That's I need a B cycle to get away from the traffic. Away. Yeah, there's yeah. one right there at the right there by Sunset Station. I think Just they're available after that? I think they're only eleven. Eleven, so you might not be able to stay to the. They lock quarter. them at eleven. Yeah, I don't know if you check it out at by eleven, you can get out and go, but. Uh, but yeah, that that's the beautiful. You just never know. I mean, some of the game, like I said, uh, Baylor Washington on the face of it might not have been the most exciting game, but now you look at it and it's like I was watching the highlights and it was nine touchdowns, to eight touchdowns. Jesus, I mean, it was you just and it, people play free and they try new things and and it's like I said, it's a good good source of community pride. Um, yeah. Everybody's getting excited. We need some more, you know, events and we need to put us on TV nationally. So yeah, we're really looking forward to having what a more normal. Blair Elmable. So I always end my my podcast with my top three guests. My number one's always Pop. One day he's going to come in here and he's just going to give me an hour of his time. I, I feel like it's going to – I don't think it will, but I feel like it's going to happen, okay. so I'm hopeful. Uh, who else do you think would be uh, just good stories of San Antonio history or events or what's going on now That's or what good. went on last year? God, yeah, I'll, I'll, I had a guy on that wrote the book of the history of the Texas League. Oh, the Kaiser, Tom Kaiser, yeah, or, or David King. It was Tom. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was at the missions. I I lived in that locker room starting out. Like yeah, that. he's fascinating. I mean, he's a he's not like the most you know uh, charismatic guy in the world, but just that history of like Texas League is really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying. The history is a good one. I need to think about that one. Pop would be very good though. So Pop, Jackie Earl Haley, I think one day oh, yeah? I feel like he's got hey, downtime on his hands. I got a good Jackie Earl. Well, two. I got a Pop story and a Jackie. We'll end with that. So Pop, um, when I was at the Spurs, it was right before the draft, and my dad's a Wake Forest grad. Okay. And he basically told Pop that, hey, I think this Tim Duncan guy is gonna be pretty good. <laughs> and Pop just said, we think so too. And he was a two-time All-American. <laughs> so my dad, my dad takes credit for helping get okay. draft. But uh, and then Jackie Earl Haley between um, Bad News Bears and I don't know what the comic book thing he got real popular for again. The Watchman. Watchman. Sorry if I. Which don't. is great. Okay, so I he had a, he had a spell where he just had a local. Production. He was also in the Tick, which was about the same time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So be, well before that, and I need to go look it up, but um, he had a production studio in town, and he produced our Valero Elmo TV commercial one year. Okay. He came out and he was the director. It was pretty cool. Was he a hands-on director? Yeah, he was all about it. Did you take on method acting as your way of doing um, it? I'm very good at channeling the super fan. Okay. That's, that's a lazy ad man's, uh, hey, we should have more super fans. Okay. So I think, I, think I, I, I might have been a background actor for that one too. So so I think also uh, Chad Carey, he is yes. um, really into Beaujolais, I think, okay. based on his Twitter. He'd be fun to just drink Beaujolais with and 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 do this. He'd probably yeah, you probably don't even record him. That could be used he might against be shirtless. him in a court of, court of law. He's not worried about that obviously. I mean Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad his yeah, his venues are, are are up and going. Paper Tigers uh, a fun spot. Yeah, I like Little Death and a lot. And uh Barbaro. Have you been drinking. to Little Death? Is it a I wine have. bar? I have. Yeah. I bike by it all the time. Just I do I, I do feel bad that uh, St. Mary Street's kind of torn up no, right it's now. Just, it's so. just wrecked. All right, Rick, it's been about it been been about an hour or so. Thank you for doing this and good luck on the Alamo Bowl and I hope there's a good team and I hope I get an invite to the tailgate um, and then maybe catch some of the game this year. At least stay through half, please. Till half.
till half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll guarantee that. Thank you again. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, if there's another big game coming up, like a Notre Dame army, I might drag you out again. Sounds good. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Alamo Hour. You are all what make this city so great. We hope you join us next week. In the meantime, subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alamo Hour or our website, alamohour.com. Until next time, viva San Antonio. So much.